The following program is being broadcast on the Amazing Women of Power, the world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International. This show contains motivational language and may not be suitable for negative listeners. made up to make new friends especially those who are friends in faith my name is Dean Olson I am the songwriter on the radio it is my goal to help songwriters and artists keep musically fit and the way I love to do that is through faith and encouragement and I just recently had a wonderful guest on my program you're going to hear that conversation in just a moment her name is Brenda Epperson singer songwriter and so much more. You can find out more about her on her website, www.brendaepperson.com. The Epperson is two E's, two P's. And that is a reference to a couple of missteps I had in the interview. A little foot and mouth syndrome, but nothing devastating. And she was an incredible guest for this program, as you're going to find out. And once I revealed to her why I was a little nervous and distracted during the interview, I think she understood, and she was so gracious. Now, regular listeners to the show know me, and they know that I have been going through some health challenges, and I've had a major surgery. And at the time that Brenda and I had this conversation, it was three days prior to me going into the hospital for that surgery. So she was so gracious. And what's more, Brenda Epperson has wonderful music today and in the past. And so I thought I'd let her know here on the show that her music was very uplifting to me in the days ramping up to uh, this life-changing event. And uh, I will thank her for that. She was a blessing to have on the show, and you're about to hear that right now. So without further ado, here is my two-part episode conversation with the great Brenda Epperson, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Brenda Epperson is with me on... uh, You know what, Brenda? It's such a pleasure to meet you. How's your day going today? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you, too. My day is going really, really great, I have to tell you. How about you? Oh, great. You know, I'm. Uh, it, it seems like every time, no matter who I talk to, whether it's somebody super famous or somebody just down the block, I get all nervous because I, I want to make sure I put my guest in the best possible light. And uh, and you know what? You don't really need that. You know, if uh, people go on your site, which is Brenda Epperson with two E's, brendaepperson.com, you can see all about you. You can see pictures and uh, what's Brenda up to right now. That's an actual title. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, two E's and two P's. That's right. Two E's and two P's. E E R S O N. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Let me back up so that people know who you are. You're. I talk with primarily songwriters and artists, 
And it's wonderful when I get to talk to somebody who's also an actor, you know, somebody that can uh, express a creative outlet in different ways, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, do you do anything else? I understand you wrote a book, so you're also an author. Yes, I um, I was asked to be a part of, I'm one uh, person who, um, I'm like a co-author because it was diff uh, many different people writing in this book called Blessedness of Brokenness, you know, about how God uses the broken times in our lives to bring about blessings. So oh. that was really exciting. I'm actually working on a book series uh, that I feel like I should be doing. So I'm working on my writing. <laughs> I've been blogging my blog for MITI, Made in Christ Image. Um, they're out of Australia. Um, it's for young women age, you know, 9 to 19, just helping them and encouraging them with the difficulties that, that young women face, you know, nowadays and in modern society and culture so that's been really interesting writing uh, a lot more so it's been challenging for me it's definitely not my strength i would much rather talk so yeah oh yeah me too so what is the uh, <laughs> uh what's the uh content of the book is it about you or you said you co-wrote it so are there other people involved in the, uh, the stories yeah, um matthew barnett um over at the dream center um uh, which i've been getting involved in more and more he's he's one of the the writers there's um just talking about his personal um journey with being broken in his life and how God, you know, used it for good and where he is now and, and uh, heading up the Dream Center which has so many programs and outreaches for people all across um California. It's just, it's a really beautiful what they do are there and some singers, um, Christian artists and singers and um, you know, I'll tell you it's it's pretty crazy. I've mostly known for Ashley Abbott on The Young and the Restless uh -huh. that I played for, you know, almost eight years, CBS, and um, I really fell into it because when I moved to Los Angeles from Oregon, uh, I moved here to sing. I, I never really moved here to act. I never really acted. So uh -huh. when I um, met the girl who was playing the role and she suggested that I try out for the part, I just thought it was so crazy because... I had never acted, but I, I got the job, and after a while, I just really, I enjoyed doing it, but then I just, it wasn't as much fun for me anymore, because I just, the real creative outlet for me was my music, and mm -hmm. I wasn't doing it. I really pushed my music to the side to focus on acting, because I had never really acted before, but I just felt this stirring in me to just I just want to sing and sing and sing and sing and I just missed it so much. So I began to really work on my singing and I had an opportunity to sign with Sony TriStar Music and that's really a once in a lifetime kind of a thing and uh, the show said they weren't going to let me out. I wouldn't be able to tour. My uh, producer manager at the time was in London so I had to do recording over there in London and in Europe and, and they said, no, we're not going to let you out and you know, I had a decision to make and yeah. I really... Toiled, but it really wasn't a hard decision for me because I thought, you know, in life, it's so sad to look back in your life 10, 20 years behind us and go, oh, I had this opportunity, but I didn't take it because I was scared or I stayed because of the money. And ultimately, you pay the price for that because you, you look back and wonder what if. And I just didn't want to live my life with regret. So I had to, you know, decide between one or the other. So I, I took the singing and I'm so glad I did. And I, signed with Sony. I toured all over Europe. I, I was the opening act for Lionel Richie. Mm -hmm. And um, 
my music was all over. I was shuttled around in Paris and singing in venues of 20, 30,000 people with Lionel. And it was just an incredible time. Uh, but through all that, I was still, you know, I was learning so much. But I, was, I remember I was like, oh, I want to write music and write songs. I was like, oh, you're not a writer. You don't know. And I thought, oh, well, okay. <laughs> you know, and you're just kind of learning something. I'd been a singer since I was six, but I never, you know, written a song. And when you're learning something, you're just not as confident in it. And you, you kind of believe what people tell you. And so I thought, okay, I'm not a writer. I'll just sing. And not that just singing is bad, but you know what I mean. And yeah. so I never pursued it. And, and I really, really, really wanted to express my faith in my music. And, oh, you can't do that, you know. Oh, you can't say God. In a song, and you could say the man upstairs. Um, Isn't that strange? Duet. Isn't that strange? They want you to say it, but then they don't want you to say it, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did a duet with Philip Ingram, and, and um, uh, we had to say the man upstairs instead of God. And it was just all this crazy stuff. And long story short, um, after I had that run, and it was amazing, you know, I went through some life changes and transitions, and just really started picking up that pen again and going, I'm just going to write. You know, I'm just going to make music and whether it, you know, hits the radio or hits whatever, that's fine. It doesn't matter. This is just from my heart. I just want to share my heart with people. So, you know, I'm just really kind of doing me and being me. And and my sound is really different, which is interesting um, because, you know, I was always like, oh, I need to make it more like this and sound like that and just poppy like this and and now I'm just it's kind of rock country inspirational yeah, yeah. music and it's really it's my sound now I just my sound has changed a bit from what it was it's got a little more edge to it it does I, I listen to your older stuff now yeah the, it's still the same beautiful voice that you have but uh, yeah you Thank have a little you. you have a little edge to it now and uh I don't know what uh, might have changed over time, but... Uh, you know what? It didn't. There, there's nothing that's changed. It's just what I love and my sound. I mean, that's what's so crazy. Yeah. Um, I finally feel like I'm coming into my sound and my own. It, it's crazy after all this time, but this is me. This is this is my sound. This is it. And, um you know, maybe things have changed, I, but really, I, I just now doing it all myself, and it feels really good, and people are really <laughs> responding well to it, and really liking it. I'm trying to figure out where I can jump in and talk here. Boy, you do love to talk, Brenda. You were right. Uh, and it's, <laughs> that's not a shot at you at all. As a matter of fact, I like it, because you've covered so much ground here. You There's so much about you that I'd love to ask you. Let's get the acting thing out of the way when you got started on um, on a big on a major soap opera playing yeah. a major character. Ashley Abbott was uh, when I, I had to go back. You know, first of all, I'm not a soap guy, uh, but right. I, I am a TV. I grew up with TV. We're about the same age, you and I. Right. And uh, through, you know, just absorbing different things. I knew who all the actors were on the different soaps right. because you you recognize the faces. You, and I was always attracted to all the women on the show. And, and then I, and I had to go and see what your. What uh, a clip of you playing Ashley on there, and I said, "Va va voom, Eileen Davidson, who?" You know. <laughs> no, I'll be serious though, because uh, the way you got this role was um, it was almost a dream opportunity, and she kind of approached you, right? Tell, well, tell, yeah. I was waitressing um, at an event at MGM at the time, which is now Sony. Uh, I figured if I'm going to waitress and do this 
this thing, I'm going to waitress somewhere where I'm at least meeting some studio people. <laughs> so yeah. I waitressed at the commissary at MGM, uh, which again is now Sony. So people every lunch, all the executives from MGM, um, uh, Lad uh, would come down. Alan Ladd would come down. Oh yeah. I mean, just all these people would come down. Major, major people, and I would serve them lunch. And I got to know them. Steve Stone, whose father had a big show on, who actually knew my father, John Epperson. I just got to know all these different guys. They'd come over from their offices that they'd come across from the the lot there, which is now the Sony lot, big, big lot, which was Lorimar uh, at the time. It was MGM Lorimar, and. uh so they would come over and I get to meet them and I actually got a few pilots off of that and in the evenings we'd get double the salary if we uh, worked the evening banquet. So we'd do a double, we'd work in the day, take a few hours, reset the commissary and then they have a stage and big events at night and that particular night happened to be soap stars modeling clothes and um, Eileen was there and my manager looked at me and said, there's the girl who you look like and I go, what? That's his turn. He goes, he handed me a glass of champagne, took my tray, said, I'll cover your shift. You have to go back and meet her. And I go, what? I'm literally in the middle of my shift. And you have to go back and say hi. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, that was a totally thought. I have to tell you. So I walked backstage and I go, hi. And she goes, hi. I have food swapped all over me. My hair's up. I'm sweating. And she's, you know, of course, looking all glamorous because she's off the runway. And I go, here and she goes, Thank you. I go, I you don't know me and I told her, you know, people always think I'm you. They asked me for your autograph and I thought it was so funny. My manager said to come meet you, so I thought I'd say hi and she goes, Oh and that's when she told me, right then you should audition. I'm not gonna leave my contract <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, sure, why not? She gave me her phone number. I started calling the office at, at CBS and didn't even have an agent for it. I had a commercial agent but no theatrical and you know, long story short Jill Newton, who um, I still keep in touch with on Facebook, um, was the casting director at the time. She uh, opened the door for me and said, she come on in. And, you know, of course, I said a few lies. I said that I was acting and I had done all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of fudged my way through a little bit, but I knew I could do it. You know, that's the thing. Um, it was funny. A guy told me once there's... there's um, there's BS and there's, you know, BS. You know, the one kind is that you, you say what you can do, but you can't back it up. And the other kind is, you know, you can back up what you say. And so I figured, all right, give this a shot. And, um, yeah. you know, a long story, I, 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 booked, I booked the job and, and uh, it was really a dream come true, but it was really a testament to what God can do. Um, and the doors that he can open if we're just faithful and walk through them and just do it without any fear. Yeah, I'm glad you, uh, that's interesting that you brought up that BS versus BS thing, because I thought that was, um, you know, it, it seemed like it was too good to be true. It fell in your lap, but then you got to step up and, uh, yeah. you know, be up to the task and start. Uh, and how easy was it for you to start, uh, you know, committing to starting a job like this? Oh, it was, it was, I was terrified, can I tell you? So yeah. When I went in for the first audition and I real she handed me a script, she said, do this and come back, you know, next week. I was shaking in my boots. I'd never, I mean, I, I'd never hand, been handed a script and say, you know, I'm looking at a casting director straight in the eye. I had one audition prior to that my whole life. I mean, you know, commercials, but you're not sitting reading lines and having to, mm-hmm. you know, play a character. It's completely different. So I got on the horn. I called a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, acting coaches. 
and would just book privates with them and I would just sit with them with the scripts and go over and over and over and over for hours as much as I could afford because um, during this time I was I just booked a Toshiba commercial I finished shooting that and then I um, was called I called my um, the place where I was waitressing and I asked them for my schedule and they said oh you didn't hear we closed their doors oh. so I didn't have a job I had a check from the Toshiba commercial but I literally had nothing so I thought all right I'm throwing all of my energy into trying to book this and you know, was on my knees praying, mm-hmm. and I met with a bunch of different acting coaches, and every time I'd go in, I got better and better, and then finally, it was for a screen test, and I thought, what? <laughs> so, I literally, I went to Nordstrom's, and I, I didn't have any money. Uh-huh. I put on my credit card an outfit, I had to have a suit, and I had to look all, you know, I had to look good, and so I asked the lady, I go, I'm doing a screen test, I don't know what I'm doing, you have to dress me, so I got this bright pink, you know, business jacket and this skirt and this shirt and brand new shoes and kept the tags in because I couldn't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and um, I'm on TV, I'm having to do, you know, blocking and, and, you know, memorize lines and know where the camera lights are. I've never done anything like this, but yeah. I had been in stage, on stage since I was six years old singing, starting at my church. And I thought, gosh, if I can sing in front of thousands of people, because, you know, I would sing at pageants, I was in pageants, and I was always up in front of people. I just loved it. Like, when I'm on stage, I feel home. I just love it. A live audience, there's nothing like it. That is wonderful. Um, and I just thought, gosh, if I can do that, I can stand in front of a few cameras and say a few lines. <laughs> now, I had a lot to learn, but... It did. It wasn't intimidating to me in that you know people were standing there staring at me, but it, it's just a lot to know and absorb. And you know, you sign a contract and it's a two-year contract. It's like what every couple months clause saying, yeah. "Well, if they don't like you, you're out." So every every few months, I would just get on my knees on the side of my bed and pray and say, "God, please help me this job." <laughs> I knew they could fire me at any time. Well, that seems to be the right thing to do in all those situations. You know, get on your knees yes. and pray. Yeah, correct. So they they kept you on for seven years. He must have done something right for all that time, uh, at least. What yeah. I I have a quick question before we go on with that. But you know, nowadays we have uh, social media, Facebook. People can instantly tell you what they think. You know, back right. then you had like maybe I don't know, soap opera digest or something like that. How do you know the fans were? were clamoring uh, and that they liked you taking over this role and you know because well, we had an address and an address for fan mail oh okay for a lot of Canada took care of my fan mail when it got too much for me but I would literally sit in my dressing room and um, look over all the letters and I would write back or mm-hmm. write them a note and I would try to read everything and, and reply to everybody because I really appreciated the fact that but they were supporting me. They certainly didn't have to. Yeah, the view, the viewers, the fans, they get so involved. Uh, yeah, it, you know, it's been that way for years and years. But I was always curious how that how that went down. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to get through that stuff because you know what, soap opera to me it was like uh, they're sort of the working class of uh, Hollywood. They, well, it's, it's a very really steady. I mean, that's right. Yeah, it's a very it's steady work. work, and you get up early, and you and you. How many days a week did you have to do that? Uh, well, it depends. I mean, sometimes you worked one day a week. Sometimes you worked five. It, it would depend on your storyline and what was okay. going on. And, yeah, so, um, they, so if they didn't have yeah. the character in, 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 in the spotlight that uh-huh. week, then you'd only have a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. And you get to go on vacations? At, for Not really. That was what was hard because you shot 365 days a year. So they didn't have any dark time. 
yeah. except for a little bit of Christmas and a little bit of Thanksgiving. Other than that, you really couldn't plan your vacation because they really didn't want to let you off. They're like, well, you might be shooting. If you were lucky, <laughs> they would they would give you some time off or give you a heads up a month or two out, a month out, and try to plan something, but you're subject to change, and you better be back if they changed it. <laughs> I understand. So, they, I understand. They never let you sing on the show. You're, that wasn't you know, their that thing. Was another, that was another thing. You know, um, they knew I was a singer, and um, they would do events and, and have other people sing, but they never let me sing. And that was a real frustration for me too. And I was it I ever was it ever brought up, or did they uh, they just say, "Yeah, we do, we can't figure an excuse to have her sing"? <laughs> well, I think you know, you know. Clearly, it was intentional. So, you know, I, I'm, that's, you know, I made my decision based on that as well. So, did you ever cross paths with, uh, you know, and you were in there from '88 to '95? Did you ever mm-hmm. cross paths with like other singers that were on the show, like Michael Damien and Ron Moss and some of those yeah, guys? Yeah, so funny. I can't believe that. Yeah, Michael was um, singing, doing his uh, rock on thing when yeah, I was Yeah, that there. was about the time that happened. Yeah, yeah, he's a really nice guy. And um, so funny, you said Ron Moss. Because when I left, his ex-wife, Sherry, took over the role, Ashley, for a short time. And Ron was a um, good friend. I know Ron. And it's so funny you say that because I literally was just on Instagram. <laughs> and I saw that he was, like, on stage touring with one of my favorite groups. who so I've always loved Ambrosia. And he was playing the guitar. I was like, there's Ron! He was at an event playing the guitar. <laughs> I was like, no way. So, yeah, um, he had... Uh, He's a good musician. Yeah, I just was uh, okay. We'll leave the world of soaps for a while, you know, because yeah. that's that was uh, that was seems that was just a part of your life that was, uh, you know, it's seven years is a long time, and that's a long, yeah. you know, and it was very intense work, I'm sure. So it uh, it takes a lot of your energy, and uh, I'll tell you what, can can we take a quick break, and I'll uh, bring you right back. Great, thanks, Brenda Epperson, everybody. It just doesn't make any sense. I just don't understand how this world can be so heavy and hard. Leave you alone with nowhere to stand. I'm feeling lost and confused. And time and time again, I felt like I'd lose. But you reach out to this broken heart. Your spirit's stronger than the hurt of the dead. The spirit of the southern road is on me.
the broken hearted The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me To release from darkness the prisoners To proclaim freedom for the captives Cause I'm no longer a prisoner I'm back with Brenda Epperson. What a beautiful lady she is. She is uh, an actor, but uh, more importantly, she is a singer and a songwriter, and she has a, a women's ministry that I'd sure love to to get into. Why don't we talk about that right now? You have something that you were uh, talking about called the... It's on your site. People can look at it. It is... It's, it's called the Ascend Conference, correct? Yeah. yeah. Ascend, A-S-C-E-N-D, conference.org. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. You know, I was uh, watching a show not long ago. I was at ministry, and uh, I got up there, and Brian Karn, I don't know if you know who he is, and he goes, you know, I never wanted to do this, you guys. And I, I just started <laughs> crying, and I just thought, he goes, this was never something that I thought I would be doing. I just, I tears in my eyes, and I thought, that's exactly what's happening in my life right now. I never imagined that I would be having a women's ministry, in women's ministry, in a ministry, ministering <laughs> in a million years. It was never on my list. It was never something that I had intended or was intentional in any way, shape, or form. Oh. It has shocked me as much as maybe it shocked other people. <laughs> Although people that know me say that they it, it makes sense, but um, I had um, I've been a Christian pretty much all my life since I was nine, and when I um, was minding my own business, I had a, a little Bible study that I that I led. I heard God whisper in my ear, "I want you to start a women's conference," exactly like that. Wow! I, say. I thought what? <laughs> and I kind of looked up, and then I heard it again three times. He whispered. And it was like literally in my right ear. And I was just like, what? Okay, great, sure, no problem. I'm thinking, this is nuts. I, what? I don't know. And um, so I asked a few of the women that do marketing in, in my Bible study. I go, you know, this sounds crazy. You know, whispering because I'm like, this is nuts. I go, I feel like I'm supposed to start a women's conference. What do you think? Can you help me? <laughs> and they're like, sure, yeah, no problem. This would be great. I'd love to help, blah, blah, blah. And, Oh, great. And looked into it, tried to do it, but it just didn't work out. And then I booked this um, television where I was hosting these different uh, beauty shows. And I thought, oh, okay, whatever. And again, the top 2013, I want you to start a women's conference called Susan Weba. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> so this is somebody that I had known who had planted churches in Texas, they've lived in Los Angeles. She and I weren't really in the same circles, nor did we like hang out together, but I had known her off and on for many, many years. Um, our paths had crossed and she was just a sweet person. I called her, we missed each other like eight times, seven times. Finally, I got a hold of her and I said, Susie, yeah, we small talked all that. And I said, Susie, I know this sounds crazy, but I have to ask you a question. She said, go ahead. I said, I feel like I'm supposed to start a women's conference and God told me to call you. Would you want, and before I could finish you, <laughs> And um, 
that's how it started. She said, when? I said, I don't know. She goes, where? She, I said, I don't know. She goes, how? And I said, I don't know. And she was like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally how the Ascend Conference started. Um, we started the first year at our church. Um, three months later, um, the pastor was like, you guys should call Kathleen Cook because she's great at marketing. Um, you should call her and have her help you with the marketing of it. So then she came on board, and our first year we had Nancy Alcorn from Mercy Ministries and wow. Jennifer Rothschild. We had almost 500 women there. Front Gate Media, you know, just the vendors, and um, there was a woman there who was, just came out of a, a mental ward and gave her life to Christ. And the second year, last year, we um, had it at um, H Rock Church. We had um, Isha Gabla, who has a worldwide ministry, and uh, she had an altar call, and I think 80%, 85% of the women came forward to, for prayer. Oh, um, my goodness. In their lives. We had Congresswoman Michelle Bachman. Uh-huh. Um, each year, we have a theme. Um, the first year was joy. God was speaking to me about joy, so we called it Fearless Joy. The second year was, last year was Forever Free, because um, wow. I, I just kept hearing it, freedom, 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 and and then this year, you know, beginning of the year, I just really understood that God just kept saying, stand, stand, stand. So this year, the theme is stand. And um, we'll be having it at the Angelus Temple, which is connected with the Dream Center, which Amy um, Simple McPherson uh, started. And um, I'm just believing for a great revival to break out. And we have T.C. Um, Winans. We'll it's going to be our performer there. And she's just an amazing musical artist. This is incredible. We have Lisa Osteen comments, which is Joel Osteen's uh, sister. She has an amazing testimony. And uh, we're, we're hoping to have, you know, anywhere from 600 to 1,000 women attend. So really want to get the word out. Um, tickets are $50 but if people can't afford it. And that's for all day. And and um, lunch includes lunch. Um, and if people can't afford that, they can go on the site and help us set up chairs and get a reduced ticket or we're hoping to have more sponsors come along where we can just give some tickets away so we don't want you know to let the cost deter them but i'll be performing my new single i cry freedom there oh i love it and um it's just been a really great um way to inspire women to ignite them because you know in media and social media and in the world they are glorifying women, hating on women, women bashing women, mm-hmm. women, um, you know, hurting other women. And the Ascend Conference is to bring women together in peace and in harmony and to encourage one another and to bless one another and to <clears throat> empower each other and to encourage women that within our differences, there's so much we can learn from each other but that God sees us all the same. And, you know, we can learn from one another, and we don't have to hate on each other. And I just think with the all-out assault on women and, you know, in different communities and countries of women being killed and burned and hung and... Yeah, it's terrible. We need to come together now. We need to come together, and we need to stand. And we need to stand on the Word of God, and we need to stand together as women and say no more the violence against women and you know so we're going to do it as long as God keeps opening the doors and 
Well, God bless you. God bless you, Thank literally, because uh, I, I think that's an important an important cause and a ministry that you're going through here. With uh, I hope it I hope Thank it continues you. to go every year, if as long as this is uh, what your mission should be. You know. Thank yeah. you. It, all that from uh, God whispering three times in your ear. <laughs> yeah. And that's all the time we have for on this episode with Brenda Epperson. She came back and we got to talk for just a little bit more. You're going to hear that in the next episode along with some more of her music. But you got to hear I Cry Freedom, which is her brand new single. You just heard it a few minutes ago and it is phenomenal. And Brenda tells me you can get it at all the usual places. iTunes, I think Amazon, CD Baby, Spotify, etc., etc. But go to brendaepperson.com. Epperson is E-P-P-E-R-S-O-N.com. Please go to that site. It is well worth the visit. And get involved and uh, get connected with her on social media, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube channel, the works. You know, get into all that and your musical life will definitely be enriched through Brenda Epperson's music. I know that it had touched my life and my listening pleasure. She has a phenomenal voice. You can't help but fall in love when you hear it for the first time. And she's a lovely guest, and she's going to be back next time. So until then, this is Dean Olson for Strong Rider on the radio saying, let's all put our best pens forward and be strong writers together. God bless you all. Take care. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Goodbye now. You've been listening to Strong Rider on the radio with your host, Dean Olson, on the amazing women and men of power. World's leading positive programming network powered by Raven International.